Hello. <clears throat> hey, mom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So today, um, I want to welcome you to my podcast. And today's topic will be about, you know, Kenny being diagnosed with schizophrenia, which was kind of a traumatic time in our lives. And so I just kind of want to tell the people how we kind of turned this situation from a negative into a positive and how you becoming, how you became a healthcare provider and all the good you're doing in the community for people who have mental health issues. So I first want to start off with what was your initial thought when you heard that Kenny was diagnosed with schizophrenia? So my initial thought was disbelief, denial, um, not understanding due to the fact that he was 18 years old when he was diagnosed with it. I didn't, someone at that age would be diagnosed with um, such a severe mental disorder. So I was just in disbelief, absolute disbelief, and um, which led me to deep prayer and thinking that maybe if he was to just pray and turn to the, the word, the Bible, that that would heal him from, you know, this diagnosis that I just thought was like unreal um and so yeah just really deep prayer and to try to find understanding yeah um definitely I kind of remember too that day and just you know when he did say like he was feeling different and stuff and how you know you and dad would go in and pray with him at night and how you like you know painted his room and just make it feel more lively and it kind of was, it was a, a hard transition for all of us because we, we really didn't know. We weren't really aware of what, you know, mental health was. It's not really something in our community that we're, that we're, we're really knowledgeable on like that. So I feel like for the family, it was kind of a learning experience for all of us. And, you know, obviously us as a family, when something's wrong, like, you know, we want, we want to try our best to fix it, but we always want to go the natural way we never just want to just start medicating our kids or anybody in our family just because you know a doctor may say something's wrong or the or they may fall away we kind of want to make sure like you know try to find the root of it um which is kind of a good and a bad thing in a way but i mean i'm glad that we did you know kind of get we did realize that something was really wrong and we didn't just kind of say okay either somebody like you know we're either being crazy or like you know um anything like that so I guess where I want to go with that is like what was your coping method when you did find out that he had schizophrenia and like from that day on like what did you do so my main coping mechanism was like I said reaching out to prayer and 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 my faith and, and turning towards God at, for some understanding and, and to give me a little bit of peace in my heart because I just felt like, you know, I was this bad parent. How did, you know, what did I do that was so wrong that would lead to him having this, um, these problems. Um, and so in reaching out, I, I went to some of what they call health homes where um, there's counselors and, and people there that help you um, with like, with groups, but other parents who were also experiencing things like this or grandparents, just family members who were seeking some type of um, support to understand how to better help 
um, your family member with what they were dealing with. And so, um, so that's who I reached out to. And, um, and that's kind of when I realized in reaching out to them that there was such a lack, such a, 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 a low amount of um, resources, short, you know, short resources that were just lacking. They, you know, they would have, you know, one hour a week um, groups and things that just didn't help um, help you much get through the whole week, you know, which is very, very, very minimum resources. And um, um, and then I could see why he wasn't, you know, why your brother wasn't getting the, the help he needed. It just, unfortunately, the services were just not adequate. Yeah. Basically, they were given the bare minimum, like, that they could provide. Yes. And they, the, the, you know, your family went would hop from one place to another place. You know, it was just no consistent see with the um, with the help with the therapy that they needed with with them getting any kind of life skills it was just you know they were just jumping from one facility to the other because that's just you know the facilities were just doing what they needed to do to keep their doors open and i didn't feel like a lot of them really had the best interest of the you know the person getting help and trying to be able to function as normally as possible in society i just didn't feel that that was what was being given Definitely. So would you say like you seeing like the lack of, I guess, like, I'm trying to think of the word, just like the lack in that field was kind of the reason that you wanted to open up your own group home? Absolutely. It was the lack. It was the flaws in it, the the things that I could see that I couldn't do anything about because it, they weren't my facilities, you know? So it was like, well, let me, if, if this was me and it was mine, how would I do it? What, you know, what do I want? Um, the the my son to feel like what do I want to feel like as a parent so let me try and see since I'm not seeing that anywhere let me see if I can do something or I can have a place that allows um, members to feel like as if they were my child that they would be getting the same quality that I'd want or if, as a parent knowing how I felt not being able to sleep many nights sleepless sleepless because of it wishing that I could have gone to bed one night knowing that Kenny was safe somewhere and he was getting the services he needed. I wanted to let other parents have that freedom to be able to rest at night and know, you know what? I spoke to the owners. My son is doing okay. Or my daughter's doing okay. Or this is what I need to do. Knowing that there's a connection, feel like your child's life was worth something versus not. Versus all the stigmas that are attached with them being crazy or, you know, or poor or not having anything when I felt like, no, my son came from a good household that, you know, that was faithful, that worked, that was clean. And then you see that, you know, they're not getting that same consideration when they go into some of these facilities. So I wanted to give that back to other families. Um, and so that's what that's what drove me to opening up. Um, what started to be one group home, which now we have multiple um, locations. Which is so crazy because I remember when you first started and I was like, what? And now to just see like, you know, obviously I've seen how hard it was to be able to open up a group home for you guys and how long it took. But that de determination and dedication really got you guys far. And now, you know, you guys are helping many, many families. And I even tell you sometimes that I'm like, you, this business is like your life in a way. And I can understand why, because it is having different people. It's having a lot of people's kids and mothers and brothers and sons and aunts and uncles lives in your hands. And also, you know, um, you, you're basically the person that you wished 
was there for your son as well. You know? So um, I do understand, you know, I guess I, it makes me understand more of like, you know, why you're so passionate and why you're so, you know, on your job 24 seven, because it is like a hospital and these are people's lives in your hands. And I can say that I definitely know the people that are in your group homes or, you know, are definitely getting that top notch, you know, care and love because of the owners having like, you know, because of you guys having a direct connection and directly understanding, you know, what addiction is and what uh, mental health is and bipolar disorder, you know, all these different things that sometimes people open up these facilities and really don't even have that passion behind it or don't really have the connection because they don't really have somebody maybe in their lives that they directly can connect to with it. So um, I guess I want to kind of close this out and say like, what is the, I kind of feel like you answered it in a way, but what is like the, the most rewarding thing that you have experienced, I guess, since opening up your group homes? Okay. So I would say that that's uh, several answers to that several um, things. So the first thing that's rewarding is that I've seen some of our clients be able to have family reef, reef, I can't even say the word, (laughs) where they're able to um, um, get their children back. Reunification, that's what I was trying to say. Family reunification with their children that they've lost because of their mental illness or because of their um, substance abuse that has that has been driven from their mental abuse. Seeing that, seeing some of them be able to go out now and have jobs and, and, and pay their rent, seeing them being able to be on their medication and take it themselves and, 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 um, and do that. That's the most rewarding, seeing them go back into society as functioning adults. Um, that's so rewarding when they come in and say, thank you guys for not giving up on us. I can't tell you how much that means to me when I hear that, to know that I've allowed someone to have a life, you know, that, 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 that they're thankful for that. And then the other thing I would say is because of the financial support that's come from having it, I've been able to also be rewarded um, and being able to be live a comfortable life and being able to do some things that um, I didn't do in my prior career. So it's rewarding on two ends. The most rewarding is seeing what they've come out of it and then being thankful to know that it's something that allows me to support myself and my family in a way that um, that that actually makes it a a, a a twofold um, reward. Definitely. Well, I mean, that makes me just so happy because, you know, the best thing to do is to, you know, feel like you're able to, I know like the best thing for me when I do my job is like, you know, the smile that I give on people's face or, you know, making them leave confident. So I know how rewarding it feels to just, you know, know you're making a change and you're definitely making a big change for people's lives, you know? So, um, I know I'm thankful for you. And I mean, my kid's not even in your group home, but I know there's a <laughs> many people in this world that are thankful for you. And, um, you know, you're making a big change in this world, even though you may feel like it's small because you're one person, you're definitely making a big change because these are different people's lives that you're, you know, making better. So I can just tell you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I can look up to you in many ways. And um, you definitely inspire me and my siblings to definitely want to give back and also do something in this world that also helps other people as well. Um, So thank you so much, Mom, for coming on my podcast today. You're welcome. Very proud of you also. And yes, and 
love you kenny you know he's not here right now but <laughs> yes love you and all right then we'll all talk to you later okay bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.